Welcome to Think About It, IKEA's podcast for all things marketing. We are Jamie Geierman and Ryan Stainbrook, and today we're talking about buzzkill, words to stay away from. So this is an interesting topic to us because when you're working in an industry for a certain amount of time, you tend to use the same words over and over again, and I think it's always good to take a step back and look at some of the things we're saying, some of the terms, and ask ourselves, what do they really mean? Do they still carry the same weights uh, as they did in the past? And what are maybe some better ways to communicate what we're trying to say? I'm sure you all have certain words that come to mind when you think about buzzkill um, and, and those buzzwords that we often use in our various industries. And today we're going to each take four words that we have maybe overused over time and uh, offer up some different ways to communicate our message with, uh, with different words. So the first one I want to focus on is unique. I feel like this is something that we use a lot when we talk about our solutions, our products, our challenges, and it's almost been used so much that it's not unique anymore and there's no uh, specialty about what it is that we're talking about. So instead of always using the word unique and using that to describe something, maybe you can just jump in to talk about why it's unique and forego that word altogether. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Like when you think about it and you sit there and you you can almost pinpoint that word in every product release or you know um, value add or anything like that that um, people kind of go forward and try to you know promote. I think you see that word a lot. So at what point is is everything unique? Like some things are um, just kind of what they are, and there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think consumers and customers appreciate the honesty and the upfrontness about it. And when, when you, like you said, I think you completely nailed it when you said the, we've used it so much that the word has kind of lost its meaning. So, um, so one of the ones I had, oddly enough, I just said it. And some of these words we are guilty of using as Jamie mentioned, but it doesn't mean, um, that we should continue to use them. Uh, value add the, the big problem I guess I have with value add is that I understand the, the premise behind it. What you want to do is try to say, you're getting this, and then this is a value addition, so there's no price increase on this particular service or item, but we're going to give it to you as a value add. And and I think that has its place, but when everything becomes a value add, there are things out there that the companies offer that I think are you know, premium, not, I don't want to call them premium, but, but good services or good products, and, and to save as a value add, it almost loses its, it diminishes the value of it. And it's odd because sometimes I've seen clients and companies throw things as value adds that are actually standalone products. <laughs> so if you're if you have a package, and we all know people in the industry talk, and you have a you know a package of products, and you throw in something that's maybe a little lesser tier, and it's a value add, and then you have to go try to sell that product, it kind of doesn't make any sense, and it, you kind of lose your luster on that. So that was one I I used, but <laughs> um, I uh, sometimes try to avoid. Yeah, I feel like when as we're talking about these words, we're going to end up saying them yeah. more because <laughs> <laughs> they're top of mind. Uh, also with value add, it, it, it's almost something that's um, come to be expected. So it doesn't feel like it's special when you're mm -hmm. adding whatever that is onto the service or product that you're selling. It almost is expected. So it loses the, you know, the surprise element or the value that you're getting um, for that additional piece. Yeah, very true. And I think you have to look at the aspect of there's nothing, like I said before, there's nothing wrong with just this is what it is. Mm -hmm. There, This is the package or this is the product offering or this is the whatever. Um, you know, tacking on things, I understand the, the psychological factor of that. People feel like they're getting a deal, but 
it, it becomes where everyone is packaging on and, and bolting things on to become deals. So, uh, just being forefrontly, this is what we offer. This is what this particular, you know, line or product offers. So, mm-hmm. all right. My next word is viral. And every time <laughs> I hear this word, I cringe. Uh, this word has been used so much and it's also, it, it's become a curse. So I encourage everyone to drop this word out of their vocabulary and use it no more. Anytime someone comes to us ahead of a project and mentions the word viral, I want a viral video. I want a viral um, you know, campaign. I want this to go viral. I feel like you're just cursing whatever it is you're working on and taking away any chance of it truly being accepted and, and by the masses and reaching a large audience because you've used that word. Mm. I had a client say to me once that he wanted us to create a video and make it a viral sensation. And I nearly fell out of my chair because, (laughs) you know, we always come back and say there's no guarantees when we're creating something that it is going to be widely accepted by the masses. Of course, that's what we're always striving for and what we want in this day and age with social media and the impact that it can have on our campaigns. But there's no guarantees with viral. Even after the fact when something does launch and is a huge success and goes very well, it is often described as, oh, it went viral. And even when I hear it then, I just cringe because I just feel like it's, it's a word that overpromises, overexcites, and gets people thinking it's a guarantee when, in fact, there are no guarantees. Yeah, I think we talk about viral. The thing that's interesting is that how many times have you seen a viral video that was promoting a product or service and you remember the product or service. Most of the time when something goes viral, there is like either a comedic or a shock value or something of that nature. And I think a lot, you remember what happened in the video, but you necess- don't necessarily remember what that was promoting or the, the goal or the mission. When, when you're doing something that you want to quote, go viral, whether that be a video, a social campaign or something of that nature, the important thing is to make sure at the end of the day, when people see this, they're gonna understand what the message is and they're going to understand what what you're trying to get across. And, and when you just want to make something to go viral, like that could be great. And it's like, this got 8 million impressions. What are those 8 million impressions net us? Well, we got 8 million impressions. Like that's kind of the, the ROI when it comes to something from viral. And if impressions is something you're measuring, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding the expectations because, and I think the other thing too, you can't plan for something to go viral. I think that's kind of counterintuitive <laughs> from what viral actually is. Yep. It's, you know, the, the people and the consumers are what make something kind of go so, uh, one of the ones I had, uh, synergy, <laughs> I feel like everyone has this on, like there's lists like this and synergy always pops up and I feel like we just had to talk about it. So I put it on mine. Um, synergy, and this is going to, if you use this word, there's, a, I, I, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think a lot of people, what's happened is because of the stigma it has. And, and this is just the reality of the situation. Just trying to be honest about it. How many times you've been to a meeting? And you hear someone use synergy and everyone just kind of looks around and is like, really, you're, you're the synergy guy. Like it, it's, and like I said, there's nothing, not trying to be, you know, negative towards it, but it's just, it has a stigma. And if you're able to stay away from it, I think you can get your point across without using that particular word. I agree. I, another cringe worthy word is definitely synergy. Um, I think it's so bad that it has the potential of making a comeback in a very like comedic <laughs> way. So, you know, if somebody does say it, but they know that it's a terrible word to use and, you know, the way that you might deliver that word, knowing that it might make a comeback. But until then, let's also just drop this one yeah. from our vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, my next word is, well, phrase, click here. You know, we have so many different ways to engage with content online and so many different actions that we're trying to get people to take that the term click here is just so generic. You know, if you are putting together a nice piece of content or have a great ad out there and you're really drawing people into it and you're speaking to them in a manner that they're going to connect with and that they're going to resonate with, you, you, you get them engaged, you're at the point where you want them to take action, and then you just have this very cold term at the end, click here. And instead of using that, why not continue the, the narrative that you have already laid out and say exactly what it is they're going to get out of clicking here. So if it's you know, learning something more or get started or um, sign up now or purchase now, whatever that real true uh, end goal it is you're trying to do, just tell them that that's what it is when you click that button and make that be your call to action. Yeah, I agree. I think click here, especially as we've kind of gone on in the digital age, um, it, it's really implied. Saying click here kind of seems repetitive, especially you know, hyperlinks. We all know they're a certain color, they're underlined, yeah. and it's it's one of those things where when you say click here, like you said, there's so many better ways to go about it and just implying your call to action, what you really want. Like you said, download, learn yeah. more. There's lots of different action words you can use besides click here. Yeah. And please, for the love of God, never use the phrase click here on a banner ad. I think we all know <laughs> you're supposed to click yeah. on it to get to the next step. Yes. Yes. We have seen that many times. <laughs> um, other one I have, I didn't, I just put this on here because it was a win-win. I, the only thing with win-win, I feel like it's this is a big win-win, and I think in certain conversations this has a, a place when it, it maybe if you're in sales and you're talking about in that nature where it's like, hey, this is a win-win for everyone involved, something of that that nature. But when you really like sit, to, everything we're trying to do is a win-win. You know, how many situations are we like, you know what, we want us to make a lot of money, but we don't want the customer to be happy, or we want the customer really happy, we don't want to make any money. Like the whole goal of any campaign, the premise of any product is that you are providing a service for someone that needs an item or a service for someone that needs it. And that's a, and they're going to give you money for it. That's a win-win. So everything we do is really a win-win. So I understand kind of in certain contexts, this is okay, but I've seen it used um, maybe just a little too much. I guess that's why it, it irks me a little. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it's also a bit self-serving because, you know, obviously your goal is to, you know, in most cases you're, you're, you're looking for sales. You're trying to make money. You're trying to make your business grow. So, of course, if your customers react to whatever it is you're doing and they follow through on that purchase, it's a win for them because they're getting whatever it was that they desired and it's a win for you because you're making money. To continue to remind everybody in the room that it's a win-win, it just feels a bit self-serving yes. to me. I agree. All right, my last one is out of the box. We say this a lot and... I get the premise of it because we're trying to encourage people to think beyond these borders that we've created and come up with you know different ideas and solutions that are going to be different. But the second you say, let's think out of the box, you've already put parameters around people's thinking abilities because you now have created this box. And when I hear that phrase, I visualize a box. And I think about, well, what was in the box? What could be out of the box? Why is there a box to begin with? And why was it ever a box? Why wasn't it a circle or a triangle or a different <laughs> shape? Um, it's just a, a phrase to me that um, just doesn't really get you inspired to think 
beyond you know the normal parameters or to think differently. So instead of saying think out of the box, maybe you should flip that question around or have, have some different sort of brainstorm exercise where maybe you're asking people to think about um, an idea for a completely different industry or to name different campaigns or ideas or things that brands have done that really inspire them. That will ultimately get people thinking out of the box without, mm. without having asking them to do so. Yeah, the, the thing with out of the box for me is that sometimes the we n you never want to go back and use the same old tactics over and over and over again, but sometimes they work. If you have an audience where there's a particular tactic that's maybe inside the box, but it works really well, why are you going to say we have to do something outside of the box? And and like you said, I agree with you 100%. It, when, as soon as I hear that, I, the first thing I think of is like, okay, what's in the box? <laughs> what's outside of the box? Is this, gonna, is this idea worth it? I think it does. It's meant to encourage big ideas and different ideas, but I think it sometimes stifles the things that may work the, the best. So I definitely agree with you on that one. And the last one I have, um, this is just because I see it all the time, industry leading. Hmm. My, I feel like everything everyone has ever created is the industry leading. Um, and, and I feel like every product, if you get detailed enough or get granular enough, you could find something that you are industry leading on. Um, I think that term gets thrown a lot because thrown out a lot because it, it gives people kind of like maybe a peace of mind. They're, they think they're giving a peace of mind. I think at the end of the day, you have to list the specifications and the benefits of your product and what it can do and let the consumer decide if it's industry leading. Um, it, it's just, it's a very broad term. You see it thrown out a lot and it's not something that I think you could do, get accomplish the same thing without throwing that word in there. Yeah. You know, flip that around. If, if you're, a leader or if you're at the you know top of your industry you don't go around shouting from the rooftops and telling everyone I'm a leader I'm a leader you act as one so mm -hmm. the second that you have to use that uh, phrasing and whatever it is that you're doing it it kind of feels to me that you're you're trying to oversell and over communicate and, and prove that you really are a leader mm -hmm. um, instead just lead if you really are the industry leader people will know go yeah. through different brands and categories in your head and you can quickly think of who those leaders are within those categories and it's not because they use the phrasing industry leader it's because they truly are a leader in what they do yeah if you're the first to do something or something of that nature i think that's completely acceptable to put in there like this is the first blank that that's all good but when you just when you're constantly saying we're the industry leader in x you know put your stuff out there put your profile out there and let the consumer decide because they're the ones that are ultimately going to be making that decision. Well, that was everything I had on my list. I believe I heard you say you had everything that you had on yours. So now before we let you go, it's time for Ben and 10. If you haven't heard the podcast before, we have the president of our company, Ben, and he listens to the podcast and then gives you his 10 second overview of what he thought, how good of a job we did. And he's been doing pretty good with these. Um, originally, it was going to be a joke that he wasn't be able to get it done in 10 seconds, but he's actually been doing really well on this. So we're going to kick it over for Ben and 10. Ben, what's your verdict? Buzzwords? Try Buzzkill. We're marketers. Do you expect us to use normal words? If it isn't an acronym, a made-up word, or a buzzword, I'm not listening. By the way, Ben and 10, totally a viral hit. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you can check out the podcast in the description. We have a couple of these going now, so everything um, good 
little listenership. So if you have anything you want to check out, make sure you check out the podcast page and we will see you next time.